Good evening, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Faith Hour. I'm your host, Lowell Robinson. And today, I have a returning guest. But we're also joined with a pastor. Pastor C.J. Stevens. And the returning guest, I'm going to re- let her reintroduce herself. Cheryl. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. How y'all doing today? I'm doing great. Doing all right. Better than I deserve. Aren't we all sometimes? So if I can ask y'all a real quick question. What does it mean when some when when you think of the word godly relationship, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Um, when I think of godly relationships, I just think of God and love. No, I love. Because God is love, so I think of love. When I think of godly relationships, I think of the word covenant, because a covenant is technically an agreement with two persons who understand, number one, that they are both in agreement, and two, that um, it is a relationship, meaning it's, it's, it's between two people. So not only is it a binding agreement where both people agree, but it's between two people, not two thoughts, but not two emotions, but two people. So are you talking more of a relationship between like a husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, or are you talking more so between like oneself and with God? Kind of both, because obviously uh, when you think of covenant, yes, obviously you would have to mention the number one uh, God, the relationship would be between husband and wife. That's why two become one. Um, but even in godly relationships in general, you know, the Bible clearly states that how can two walk together unless they agree? So, again, it has to be a relationship with two like minded people that are in, you know, pretty much in one mind. And if God is the center of it, um, in most cases, they're walking together and fulfilling that scripture. Okay. So, let me ask you all this question. When y'all, when you think of having trying to to get to that guy, the relationship within oneself, how do you think that go? How how would you say that takes place, or how do you go about having that relationship with God with self first? Well, I think you should, if you really want to be in a relationship, I think that you should really think about it because that person's view. I'm not you would. So I, I say you would. I said it should be a lot of thought and a lot of self reservation. Makes sense. Yeah. So that's how you would go about doing having it, getting that relationship with oneself? Mm hmm. Because some people might not have, some people might not be ready. So they have to have a moment with themselves to see this is what really, what they really want. I don't mean to cut you off, but did you really just walk out the room and walk back in? My bad. I hit the wrong button. <laughs> yeah, he walked out, you know, like he went to the bathroom and then came back real quick. I'm like, what? Didn't he just, when he just in the building? <laughs> yeah, he had to put his government name. My bad. <laughs> All right, so real quick, answer the question one more time. You said it has to, it's just, I want to get the meat of the question again. The quick the question is when you think of trying to get that having that have within having that godly relationship within oneself first, how would how do you how would how would you say a person would have to go would go about doing it or suggest a person go about doing that? Okay. Well the first thing that comes to mind is uh just like anything else. Um you know, it's gonna take commitment. Um we're talking about relationships in in in, in general, but it's gonna take commitment. If you're going to say you're going to have a godly relationship, even if it begins in yourself, it's going to take commitment. 
Um, the Bible talks about our old ways, um, not to be caught up on our old ways, but um, becoming a new man or, you know, new person. And so old creatures, old habits, old things um, uh, usually have to be sacrificed. So if I had to break it down in two simple words, it would be um, commitment and sacrifice, because both are required when you're talking about relationship. It's a giving up of yourself in order to 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 be compatible with someone else or God himself. But what if I would give up my old ways? Because, you know, my old ways are still fun, but I still want to have that relationship with God, though. Yeah, and that, that may be okay for some people, but it's only going to go for so long. It's just like anything else. Like you can have, you can be in a relationship and have a side chick, but eventually somebody's going to get hurt. You see what I'm saying? I mean, it's, yeah. it has to be, it has to be a commitment somewhere to someone yeah. at some at some point. And if you're the common denominator and you're the problem, then most likely um, you're going to end up losing more than you're going to gain mm. because you. Because you can't, you can't balance, you know what I'm saying? You can't balance both. You either, you know, Bible even talks about that. You can't love God and love money. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's one or the other. You can't, you know, love sin and then love God. It's like, you know, there has to be a, a sacrifice and there has to be a commitment to follow through on at least one or the other. Yeah. But I would... I would say that even though, you know, sometimes I walk in but uh, I would say that trying to have that relationship sometimes is hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It requires work. It requires work. If it was self-autonomous, um, there wouldn't be a um, statistic to say 70% of marriages fail. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever the number is, whether it be 70 or 40, whatever the case may be. If it was autonomous where everything would just work just by just being there, those statistics wouldn't be as high. Everything is involved when it comes to that relationship. You know, decisions that are made, things that happen, life's problems, up and down. And if you're, again, go back to those two words, commitment and sacrifice, if there's no commitment, then the first train wreck that happens, you out or she's out. Or the first time you think you you uh, you prayed to God and he didn't answer your prayer, you're done. So there's no commitment to the cause. You see what I'm saying? Oh. And then oh, sacrifice. Yeah. And then if there's sacrifice, you know, if it's only about you, 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 and you don't sacrifice anything to, to appease the other party or God, you know, I mean, it's almost like what's in it for them. You know what I mean? Because the idea of a relationship is to be, again, compatible, and it's to be, and it's to be, to be at least um, compatible is a good word, um, and in agreement. That's the word I was looking for. In agreement. You know. Oh yeah, but you also got you know trust in this time because you know a lot of times you know I feel that and a lot of people taking a leap of faith. You ain't lying. There's a lot of times, like, all right. I know when I was when I first started, you know, putting everything, you know, just letting things go and let you know let God have it. I was like, all right, um, come on, I'm, I'm trying to get this by Friday. Trying to, you know, start putting limits. And I was like, all right, this ain't happening. When I want to, um, right? What's so long? Why? Right. And those and I felt like, are okay in a way. The chips gonna fall whether it may. You just can't yeah. believe in your relationship. I have a good foundation, and you gotta trust it mm-hmm. and hope that it works. That's if it don't work, if you have bumps in the road, oh, how, however, if you have bumps in the road, it's at some point you're gonna be able to smooth that right on out. So. It's yeah, that was a good solid word there with foundation. Your foundation is not set. I don't care how pretty your house is, if the foundation's not in order, oh. it's gonna fall. Yeah. And that's that's just that's about as solid as it gets. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And so, you know, when you, whenever you, whatever you do, like I said, we're talking about doing to the uh, God in relationship and just using the word God. Whatever you do, you do it to the glory of God. So if your motive is to be pleasing in God's sight, even if you think something is a failure, all things work together for those who are called, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's for his purposes. But if you're doing it for selfish motives, James tells you that you have not because you ask not. And when you do ask, it comes amiss and things fall apart. It's because you had the wrong motives and tried to plug God on top of it to cover up your selfish motives. And so that's going to fall apart anyway. So even in a relationship, if you only in it for the booty, you know what I'm saying? Eventually that's going to fail you. You see what I'm saying? It's going to fail somebody because oh. that, that you're in it for a selfish motive. And so there has to be more than that. And there has to be agreement that both parties are um, satisfied on a good foundation, committed to making it work when the bumps hit the road, you know, to even things out. And that's how, uh, that's why I said, I'm thinking of those two, two words, commitment, sacrifice, and I'm going to add um, Marshall's words is foundation. Because mm-hmm. you got to have a good foundation on everything. And everything. And you have to have that trust. You have to be able to think of a, instead of an I situation, you have to think of a us. I would I would say we, but you know, same concept. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. whatnot. But I was, you know. <laughs> yeah, I get saying, but but you know, uh like you know, for some like you know how like, even when you first like you know how you have a lot of people who like the baby Christians, as I like to call them, like the ones who just started their walk. You know, they're looking to like the seasoned Christians that are, or, or yeah, the seasoned Christians to how how to get you know have their faith walk, you know, to where it's I don't know the timing, I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't even know why I'm going through what I'm going through, but I'm gonna leave it in God's hands and hopefully I get the you know. Get that, get get the guidance in a direction, and the help, and have that relationship with the seasoned Christians to, you know, help me build that relationship. Mm-hmm. So I can go out there and help spread spread the word mm-hmm. about God and what and not jack it up. True. Another one. I'm not jacking up. So, my I guess my 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 next question would be: Is it possible for Christians to sit amongst sinners and not sin, like Jesus did? Jesus hung out with sinners, but he didn't sin with them. It's mm-hmm. possible. It's all about what you want to do, though. It's your decision making. You know it's about your decision making and about how well you trust yourself and how well are you going to stick to the plan or are you going to go off course. But it's all based on your faith and how well and how well you trust yourself and how well you believe in God. So I think it's possible. If God did it, we can do it. And is willpower based. So even if even if the old temptation that came up that you know you had you enjoyed. Yeah, even though because that's just the devil bringing you your old things that you used to enjoy. You know, I feel like that's the, just the devil telling you, hey, you should go ahead and do this. When you build that foundation, you don't want that foundation based on how it felt. Because once you go back and try to fix it, it's going to be a hard time for you to fix. And then you're going to have to put a lot of work into repairing what you, you know, messed up. Messed up, yeah. But you know, it's it, 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 it's kind of like, but I just I just want to get my feet in there, you know, just just just. Uh, it might be <laughs> tempting, but it's a lot of work, and like um, CJ Pastor said, it's best 
is is based on the commitment. You're committing to do this. You're committing to making your marriage work. You're committing to make your relationship work. You're committing to it. It might not be rotting. It might not be rotting. It might not be wrote down in black and white, but you committed yourself to it. You put years into it. So why would you want to mess up something that you put eight years into to only have to go back and fix your foundation when your foundation it it might have been wobbly at the at the at the base of it, but you didn't have to just go and make it all crack. Just because you want to go back on the feeling. You got me. You got me. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. You know, I kind of been in a lot of relationships. So, and I have seen how that personally has messed up some of my relationships because he either went back to see what it could have been when you could have sat down and talked about it instead of trying to mess up something that could have been beautiful and godly like you just want to have your cake and eat it too basically you can't walk it hello I'm here so based off of what she said what I would but I would, I mean, because it reminds me of, of a phrase I heard, you know, sometimes you got to sell out and leave out in order to come back and help out. Yeah. Um, I mean, because, you know, sometimes you have, you have those people who they want to start, but it's like, uh, yep. it's a lot of work. I got to give up what I was doing. Sometimes I got to let go of the friends I had, let go of the... But, see, the that's, that'll make, and to piggyback <laughs> off what you just said, that it either is com- you got to make a commitment to wanting to change. If you're not willing to change, how are you going to make anything work? That's even if you're in your own life. Because you always can't go back. Going back is not going to get you to go forward either. So, just saying. <laughs> You got me on that one. You got anything to add on that one, uh, Pastor? Well, I got a mouthful, but um, I don't want to <laughs> unravel, you know, what was said. But go ahead, Pastor. I'm sorry. Well, no, uh, two things. One, there's three ways that things can be answered. Number one, um, the flesh has a lot to do with it. The flesh is at enmity against the spirit at all times. Just know that. And then there are times when we are tempted by the enemy. It's only three things you're going to listen to. You're going to listen to our inner man, the enemy, or our flesh. And the inner man is what God talks to. He talks to us by spirit. And so whatever God is saying in, in, in spirit, first of all, you have to be able to be in tune to you listen to what he has to say so you, so you answer accordingly. Okay. Um, when it comes to the point of temptation, your flesh is always going to be the first one that's going to respond because, you know, flesh goes by hearing, seeing, touch, you know what I'm saying, sensual smells. It's, it's our senses. And so it's easy to respond by flesh. But God gives us the enough of his spirit to resist temptation. And like I'm trying to pick it back what she was saying. It's like it, it is a matter of choice. But my thing is, is if if you're trying to line yourself up with God and you know you're struggling in an area, if you're not strong in an area, my suggestion is not get near the temptation that's going to have you pull in there. In other words, if you got delivered from alcohol, you don't run to a bar. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's just not the smart thing to do. Regardless if you think you, you, you defeated it or not, you're not going to run into a bar because the likelihood of you failing is going to be pretty high. And so my thing is that is, yeah, I mean, it's always flesh against spirit. You all, the flesh is always going to war against the spirit. There are always going to be things you don't want to do. But the thing is, when it comes to maintaining or making the right decision or thing, that's where sacrifice comes in. 
Like, are you going to work? Are you going to sacrifice the way you per se feel? Or, or are you going to sacrifice your own results based on, you know, the, the end result? Or are you going to warn, are you more worried about how you feel, how you, you know, what you get and all those kind of things? And it just goes to, you know, sacrifice. And so there's a lot involved in that. That's a that's really a loaded, loaded question, especially when it comes to um, uh, temptation in the form of relationship. Because the spirit, I mean, the spirit is, is and the Bible says that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know what I'm saying? I don't care how think, how strong you think you are. If the, if the enemy pushes enough buttons and your flesh is strong enough, most likely the temptation is going to overtake you or you at least feel like you're going to uh, go in on it. And so, you know what I mean? My thing is when it comes to temptation, that's a whole different, that's a whole different category when it comes to relationships. But, you know, sometimes those, those temptations are coming to test that relationship. Like, is, is your relationship really as strong Absolutely. as you said? Absolutely. And whether you fail or not, and whether you fail or not, you know, that's really going to be the test. If Is one failure going to stop the relationship? You know what I'm saying? If Is one fault going to change the whole trajectory of the way the relationship is ran? It's quite a possibility. And then again, it may not. You know, if it's strong enough or if it's not strong enough, you'll know either way. Oh yeah, uh, she did. She stepped. She stepped out for a quick second. But um, so the reason why I asked that because you know how. Have you ever seen the movie Overcomer? I don't think I've seen the whole thing, but I've seen the majority of it. So did you get to the hospital scene where? The guy, the guy in the hospital was asking the coach, you know, what, who was he? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And you see how he named off everything that was, uh, like, all his accolades and, mm-hmm. you know, everything, but didn't get to the core of, okay, if all that was stripped away today, who are you? Right. Right. So, my thing so I said that, I was saying, I said that, I was saying that, I can't talk. I was saying all that to say this, like, when everything's going good, you know, you have, you know, some people be like, you know, God is good, this, that, the third, but when everything's going bad, you know, it's, that's when you really find out it, how your, how your, how that person's relationship really is. You know, it's easy to praise God when, when you know, everything's going good. Absolutely. But the moment it goes from, yes, mm-hmm. I got to go six-figure job to, Hey, we're, we're doing pay cuts. Uh, mm. Exactly. Can we can, can can we talk about this? Right, right, right. You get that right. You're ready to go off. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yep. it's mm-hmm. your faith it's has a lot. To do with that. Yeah, your faith has a lot to do with that. Your your uh, relationship with God has a lot to do with that, and how you respond has a lot to do with your maturity. So yeah, absolutely. Because like I don't think a lot of people realize that because you know a lot of people every time you because you know a lot you are you always hear, well, I'm getting a promotion or I'm getting this or I'm getting or this person's getting this this person's getting that but you don't never hear about what God's doing for you and it's just like okay, I'm seeing all of these people getting blessed in different ways. Okay, is my relationship not strong enough? Is, is, am I am I doing something wrong? It, you know, it, it gets to the point where you start questioning. Right? Is is it the people I'm hanging around? Is it the mm-hmm. the, the the job I have? Is it the mm-hmm. the what am I? You know, you right. start questioning your relationship. You may start questioning, like, okay, why is everybody else around me getting all these blessings? Yeah. You start trying to like, all right, so what's to the point where now you start having trying to have a, you start having a, you want to you start having that conversation with a guy like, all right. So, yeah, let me let me, me highlight for a second. Um, what am I doing wrong? But you know what God would say, right? What makes you think you're doing something wrong? Because if you're in a relationship with me, are you lacking anything? Do you believe that the person with the six-figure job is doing per se better than you just because they have a six-figure job? Or I mean, I, I mean, are you still housed well? Are your kids still okay? Are you still able to afford this, that, and the other? 
I mean, is it the money that you're really looking after? And so, in other words, he is, he's going to pull on he's going to pull on what's important to you, because, like you said, if everything was stripped away right now, would you still trust me? And like that Donnie McClurkin song, I trust you. You know, what, what if what if you called and you don't and you feel like he's not answering? Do you think he's not there? You know, what I mean, if, if he snatched everything from you, will you still trust him or are you going to flip out or is everything have, is your relationship only based on him? His blessing to you, because if anything, you'll read um, the heck, the first the first, the first uh, chapter of Psalms. I'll knock that out right there. You know, it's like blessed are those, you know, sitting in the seat of the scornful. You know, it's like, you know. If they, if if you're more concerned about you know the blessings of others, you know what I mean David had that problem. Like man, it looks like all the enemies around me are triumphing, and here I am getting beat up. Lord, what is that? And it's okay to question that, but at the same time, look at where you are. Look at where you are. Look at what you have. Are you lacking anything? You're gainfully employed. You know what I mean. You don't necessarily have to look down on the beggar and the homeless person to feel like you should be grateful. But before you go into prayer complaining, how about going into prayer praising? You see what I'm saying? Like, Lord, I'm thankful for you for my ten dollar, twelve dollar an hour job. Uh, I praise you all the way until you get to twenty, thirty, forty dollars an hour. But I'm, you know, what I mean, but it helped me maintain my joy at the same rate as it is when I get the new, you know, when I get the new promotion. And as the promotion, if that promotion never comes, Lord, I still glorify you because I know you still have more for me. You know what I mean? He's only going to trust you with what he can trust you with. Remember, I talked about that in the message. I said, why do you think God's going to give you a million dollars if he can't trust you with a hundred? If you know you're going to blow a hundred dollars, why are you going to put a million dollars in your hand? If he can't trust you to be faithful with a $12 an hour job, why would he trust you at making 150, 200 grand a year? Like you don't have the, you don't have the, the commitment level. You don't have the uh, unadulterated gall to stand in the in the midst of persecution, you know, like if you a salesperson, you, to me you seem like a sales guy. Like you, you know, <laughs> if you ever been in a used car lot, man, there's fourteen other guys just as hungry as you are. If you don't reach that customer first, do you blame them or you? You got to be hungry, and so <laughs> that same person you have the eye. Yeah, you got to have the eye, and if you don't have the eye, you can't blame God because somebody else is blessed. They just happen to be hungrier. Now, I could switch that up and say money could be their God, and that could very well be true. But you don't have to chase that same dollar. They would they would have to and still not be blessed because, again, they found their reward in chasing money. You find your reward in seeking peace and pursuing that and then waiting for him to supply all your needs. So that's when you talk about God the relationship, I'm always going to back it by Scripture. Because everything that he that we need, he supplies. If we do not need two hundred thousand a year, then he doesn't have to supply it because there's no need for it. If we can make it on forty, if we can make it on sixty, and you know what, and it makes and it makes well, and he shows, and we see that we're a good steward. He may bump it up some. He may bump up a few coins here and there to see how you take it. But he's not gonna take you from the Wendy's job all the way up to corporate America making. 250 and know he can't trust you because he know you're going to blow it. It's a stewardship principle too. You know what I mean? How do you maintain the resources that you're given? I was hoping to go from Wendy's to corporate America. You know? (laughs) Oh Lord. Jesus. But I mean, I get get what you're saying. But you know, it's a lot of, uh, you know, it's a lot of, I'm not going to say a lot. There are some out here who you know, they start seeing that everybody around them, ooh, he can make it thirty, forty dollars. Ooh, he driving a Porsche Lambo. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get one of those. Right, right. And it's like, so yeah. And they lust after those things. They lust after those things. Like, I just wanted to say something. Like, I've been out of work since uh, April of this year. Uh huh. And. uh Let's just say it's been a rough, what's this, August, yeah. October, mm-hmm. six months. Let's just say after much patience, waiting, and what have you. I'm not going to lie, I didn't go looking for this job whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But Lord knows I needed one. Mm-hmm. I got a uh, text from my, uh, one, of the, one of the guys I used to work with. 
uh, tell my send my send my resume and this that and whatnot. So mm-hmm. I sent my resume, got the interview, had the interview, and all of that. Then yes, the position was already filled, and I was like, in my mind, like why? Mm-hmm. Like I got the interview, like what? Why? I why? But then I had to go back and you no, know, I was I was like, at least I got the opportunity, and mm-hmm. then, but. Overall, I found out that you know being future talent isn't well. You got to do a whole another interview months later, just waiting on a position to open up, mm-hmm. and then you know, typical background check and all of that. And I'm in there. I'm like, oh my god, like why? Why you do this to me? Like this is I, I, why? Mm-hmm. And. I'm, I I ain't know what to say. I was just like, man, I'm I'm. Whew. I was at I was honestly at a lot of words for the probably the first time since I, you've, I've known you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Like the, like the, like the like the saying that they always say, I mean, he may not come when you want him. Mm-hmm. They always come with you. We, uh, come on time, right. Help me out with that one because that's that's one uh-huh. phrase I. Was, Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. But but before we get any further into this, I just want to uh, give a shout out to the uh, to the sponsor. So, shout out to Anchor for sponsoring this episode. Whew. So, hey, Pastor Stevens. Mhm. So I, I know you. I know you got a. Uh, a ministry that you do is it uh online it is online uh, it's, it's labeled under refreshing waters ministry refreshing waters ministry and i do it online typically between um the different social uh networking platform apps and um you know occasionally facebook or a twitter or or twitch or you know things like that and so no, mainly true. mainly everything yeah mainly is um is um that's online. I'm working on different handles. And so I, you know, and so I, I, I'm trying to be with the kind of the guy that just, again, I'm more of a, a life application pastor. I try not to be uh, one of the ones that just try to, uh, you know, bury the hatchet in someone's head and expect you to just listen to what I say. And, you know, it is what it is. I try to, you know, give life applications that makes more sense based on scriptural principles. So it's easy to, it's easy to follow. Oh, okay, but reason why I asked you all that because I wanted to ask you this question: how has, how has your relationship with God grown, or how is it how is it you know may have shifted in a, di- a direction that was like, all right, we're going this way. Hey, we're going to turn right now. Uh-oh. Yeah, um, th- th- again, it comes with m- m- maturity. You know, um, I probably got saved when I was originally nine. And, you know, just did church and went with uh, brothers to go to church. And then I got serious uh, right in high school, uh, probably when I turned about 14 or 15, uh, where I really wanted to understand more. I wanted to get more into study and just got more uh, serious with my relationship. And then actually a few years after that, um, joined my uh, our home church uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio, where, you know, I began to grow and then. Uh, started, you know, going into different capacities of uh, youth leadership and different uh, ministry teams and going to different classes and really uh, just uh, uh, grooming, grooming, grooming myself in the word of God and in uh, in faith and trial and error and so on and so forth. Um, Years later, I would say if if I had to put a number on how many years I've been in ministry, I usually put it at around 25. Um, and uh, eight, ten, ten of those have been in some form of a pastoral role. And so, you know, I would say I am fairly mature. And I know I wouldn't, you know, people say fairly mature. My God. 
<laughs> but at the same time, we're always growing. I mean, you know, and we do have I do have seasons where uh, things in your in my natural life, not just in in the in the uh, church, in the ministry life, but in my natural life, have changed and have altered. You know, we've had uh, issues with uh, marriage and you know kids and then the death of a child and a lot of those things impact the way you view your faith and the way you view your relationship. And so uh, I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you that our walk would be nothing less than a roller coaster because it's not always going to go up and it's not always going to go down, but you just have to ride it out because again, uh, he rewards those who diligently seek him. You're going to get like you talked about earlier, you know, when you're going through things, you know, it would be easy, easy to either give up or just hold on for dear life and just wait till it's over. Um, the old people say, I just hold on to see what the end going to be. Uh, sometimes we just go through seasons where we have no clue what God is doing, what he's trying to perfect in us, what he's trying to do in us. And we just have to ride it all the way out. And if you can do that, I'm sure you'll get some of the answers that you're looking for. Um, about even, even whether it's trial and error, whether it's impatience, you're going to get some of the answers and then some of the maturity that you need going through each trial. So I would definitely say over the course of 25 years, it's been one, uh, one wild world. Hello. I'm sorry. Back, I didn't know what happened. Oh, you, you good. But, um, so same question I asked uh okay revelation have you have, has with in your in your relationship with God has it ever just been like you know just been like yay we're going straight and then just we're going right or left just out of nowhere like wait a minute hold up um why how and how I feel how I feel about okay let me see if I answer that correctly um and how I need to answer that. I feel like I've um I've been feeling that way through my adult life. I think I've been on the straight and narrow, but only when I get depressed or down about something, like down about my disability is when I'm swaying off. But other than that, he's been keeping me on the straight and narrow. Thank God for that. So and and plus my suicide attempts and stuff, but um, not do all that, not to go off not to go off track, but um, he just done helped me with a whole lot. So, so I I mean, go ahead. So, would you say with everything that you've gone through in your adult life? Would you say that's either made you want to strength, uh, strengthen your relationship with God or, you know, kind of shy away, like, why? You know oh, what? God. And that's a good question, um, Mr. Robinson. Well, I feel like God gives us tests, and he's given, he's given me a test. So I feel like I could be able to come with and you know we we as kids um say you gotta trust in God, you gotta have faith in the so I feel like that heart been broke so many times that my my faith in spite of all what I have had gone in my life. Um, in my childhood and my life, I feel like I'm getting stronger, and it helped me. It helps me to know him better, with a better understanding. I see him better through his eyes, you know, because he felt me yeah. as I am. So yeah. You got anything to add on that, Rev? And you get that right. I mean, that's the thing about it is like, the longer you the longer you walk with him, ex, ex, um, as opposed to walking away from him, uh, you know, you'll see some things. You'll see some dark and you'll see mm-hmm. some light. But in the end, you know, it, you'll be like, uh, you know, you, you just bless the Lord at all times. 
and he has praised me continuously in your mouth. It's like, you know, some people may look at, you know, even what Marshall just talked about, how how could you get in the place where you feel like you want to take yourself out? Mm. You know, but you can't speak on it. You know what I mean? If you haven't been to those dark places and know that, you know, he's 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 he's, he's with you even in the valley mm-hmm. of the shadow of death, you can't speak on that. And so again, the longer you walk with him, the more you learn not only about yourself, but how he works yeah. through you. You know, everything works towards his good pleasure. Uh, but you learn more about yourself and about your faith and where you need uh, assistance and where you need healing and where you need deliverance from the more and the longer you work. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like, my, tell me my situation. I'm sorry, I'm sorry just, just, just say this quick thing. Even in my situation, I was in the midst of pretty much my first uh, full-time ministry opportunity, you know, going almost six, seven days a week doing outreach. My one-year-old mm. son died. And it's like, you know, anybody in, and they would say, you know, oh, man, you know, how, you know, how's something like that going to happen? And, you know, you serving God and you out there in the streets talking to homeless people and this, that, and the other. And, and then this happens. To you. I mean, what does that do to your faith? Yeah. It's like, well, just because I'm doing ministry don't make me any different from you. I mean, pain hurts. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, how do you deal with it and how do you respond to it? And what is it going to affect? You know, how is it going to affect you uh, for the rest of your life is kind of the key. Like, and that and that's where it comes with uh, maturity in your relationship and growth. You know, you can't have the same relationship now that you had 25 years from now. Yeah, and you can't have a bitter heart because you right. can't, um, like with with my well, not to get off track again, but um, with my situation, me when I was a little girl, I thought God, God don't love me, looking like everybody else, like hold to grudges, and you can't. It it wasn't his intent to be in a wheelchair. But I just had to find, I had to, I had to sit down with God one day and I had to have a long conversation with him. You know, God, I need, you need to shine a light on this situation in my mind because I don't want to shy away from you because all that I need and more. And I hope someday I will walk and I will but you, you just can't have a bitter heart you know because like Pastor said he could have became bitter he could have became a lot of things He even though he was going through that loss of losing a child you know child before in his child, mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. you can't tell take away. I gave you the of being a father, so you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, in certain situations, you just can't be bitter. And I'm glad that he kept his eye on God, even though that was a troubling moment for him and his family. I'm I'm glad that he just kept faith, and that was a test. So you just can't be bitter, even though you might want to. But it is, and it goes back to what Pastor said earlier. It goes back to your commitment and that foundation yes. in which you have, and the foundation that but, you have. Because we don't know the hour. We don't know the time. We're all supposed to, you know, go with him. So why, why, and children too. That's why my grandma used to tell me, live every day, treat everybody right, 
treat everybody the way that you want to be treated and just stay on the path of righteousness because we don't know when we have to answer the call or we don't know where our life is going to end up but he needs to be the head of it that's what I take from that sorry to take over but you know so with the with the situation that happened in y'all's life would y'all say that the 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 turmoil the test the mess however you want to look at it do you would you say that was a message for somebody and you definitely, know or because I definitely mm. I'm not. I'm sure I'm not the only person that's been disabled. Disabled mm-hmm. that's been going through what I go through because people that have their right mind, you know, they're always use it the best. But I feel like. I like a good challenge. So if it's giving me this test to fight through even the devil trying to pull you down, you just keep pulling yourself up and and remember, always remember why you're living. Because a lot of people that's not. Did you study for the test? Yes, though? I didn't. I didn't shy away from it. I seen the test to the end, and I'm here to tell you, I'm a survivor at cost. Because <laughs> I could have a long time ago, but I just stayed in the faith. Mm-hmm. It took a lot of crying days, a lot of not staying in bed, not going outside. It took a lot of self. I didn't look my so yeah, it took a lot it took a lot even a good day, it took a lot of days for me to get right, so you know, yeah, I stayed <laughs> I was anchored to it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you yeah. did there. Selfish blood. Selfish blood. <laughs> I was anchored to it. What about you, Pastor? Yeah, same thing. Uh, just you stay in the fight and endure to the end. Um, you know, that's just one thing that we can appreciate. You know, for your true believer, is that the fact that you stay in. You know, He gives you enough uh, of His Spirit to continue to fight. Um, you know, our job is to stay armored up, you know, to protect ourselves with the whole armor of God and to keep, you know, protect our thoughts, protect our heart, protect our spirit and try not to allow the darts uh, to, you know, to, to ruin us, you know, because we're going to get attacked. But you know, even when we get attacked, you know, defend yourself, you know, and the only way you're going to be able to do that is to protect yourself. And also use, you know, use God's word, use positive thinking and use the positive attitude to reverse uh, in its negative. And so not that you can stop, you know, bad things from happening. Some things you can, especially if they're self-inflicted. Um, but at the same time, when things are, des- you know, when you go through testing, go through things in life that are designed to either destroy you or to, uh, uh, to mold you, you still gonna need strength for both, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's either you either learn how to be resilient, or you learn how to be resilient. So there's yeah. no plan B. But 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 did you say but 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 but? but. <laughs> so so yeah, I don't need to. I'm getting ready. To go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you if you if you could give your if you could give your your younger self as well as you know, like I said, the baby like baby Christians as I call them or baby believers mm-hmm. as I call them, any advice 
what kind of advice would you give them? As well as your younger if self. If I had my younger self, be a fighter. Be what God be, even though you don't know what that is yet because you're a baby, but just don't get just don't give up. That's my key word. Mm-hmm. Be a survivor in all that you do. To but make it, make it there. So you can look back and say, mm-hmm. "I did that," and I can. Te- no, no, no. So you ain't do it. God did it. You can say we, we did. It. Yes. Yeah. We did it, baby. We did it. Yes. So that's what I would tell my younger self. Don't give up. Keep crawling till you learn how to walk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, you good. What what about you, Real? I would say focus on obedience. Um, focus on obedience always. Uh, develop your relationship with God. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. Uh, if you let God steer the wheel, you won't wreck the car. You see what I'm saying? Because if he's steering the wheel, he's responsible for taking the wheel where it needs to go, taking the vehicle where it needs to go. So if you let him direct your steps, if you let him lead your decisions, if you listen and just be obedient, you'll save yourself a lot of headache. Now you're going to still be tested. Your flesh is still going to get in the way, but if you let him lead you and guide you into all truth, then there's there'll be less collateral damage. I'm not it's not going to be any, but it's going to be less of it because the enemy won't have room to wreak to wreak havoc in your life. You take your younger self all of what you just said. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if your younger self comprehend a lot of them big words about the know what, yeah, <laughs> trust God and be obedient. That's it. Just listen. Just listen. Listen to wisdom. You know what I mean? Like just listen. Because most of the time, our biggest problem is rebellion. We don't want to listen. You know, because when when they tell you, when your parents tell you that the oven is hot and you still want to touch it, whose fault is that? You know. I mean, the oven is hot. Don't touch it. Just listen. Don't touch it. Well, why? Because our inner nature, our nature tells us to be rebellious. But if we listen, and be obedient. I'm telling you, it'll, 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 it'll go take a long, it'll go a long way. But you know, like you just said, you know, when you was when you when you, when you younger, you, know, you you get told something hot. Yeah, it, it, touch it anyway. Oh yeah. But the, I don't know. I'm gonna try to tie this back real quick. It is is like I say, like the on and off type Christians, like the ones that are like, ooh, it's ooh, it's pretty. I'm gonna touch it. Ooh, it's hot. Mm-hmm. Byron is like, you know what? Hey, I need some water. I need some help. I need something. Come on, help me. Anybody? Somebody? Jesus? No, no, no. Why? You want to go out there and be of the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But just imagine if you would. If, if you would just, just be like, you know what? I'm going to go out here and touch this oven. And, you know, even though, you, even though your parents said, don't do it. I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I want to. Don't do it. Because in this scenario, you know, it's like your parents are like are Jesus in this in, in, in this scenario. They tell you don't do it, and they tell you why. Mm-hmm. So temptation, like you know what? Mm. Oh. Show is pretty. Put a crab <laughs> on it and everything. Show is. Hot. <laughs> you be sitting there. But I want to. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. And then you know you, some parent, you know, and then you get hit with the cool touch if you want to. Now nah, I don't mm-hmm. want to. 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I, this is how we are. I think that's how a lot of, a lot of, like a lot of, I can say a lot. Mm-hmm. Some believers are. Like, really don't. But, they just don't know where to go in the. They want to know him. They want to know who he is. But that stove, though. But they. Mm-hmm. You know, it is made by Whirlpool. But you know, Ass. it's also going to burn the <laughs> crap out of you if you touch it. But, <laughs> but it's Maytag. But, 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 I know God, but it's, it, it's like, but, but I know God said come this way, but, but. Your but way is not the true. best way. I'm going to need to follow God. Mm-hmm. Ain't no but, 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 but it's world. Follow him, Leah. But. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you still saying but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about it. I mean, you know, those are the things is, if you read Romans 1, his thing is this. He was like, listen, he, he knows that you're going to be tempted. But at the same time, if you keep hardening your heart, he's going to let you have it. He's going to let you touch the stove. So you'll find out why you shouldn't touch it in the first place. He loves you enough to fall flat on your face. You know what I'm saying? He'll try to protect you first, but if you just want to go ahead and go for it, you know, the Romans talks about he gave them up to this selfish lust. Everything that they said that they, you know, that he told them they shouldn't do, they wanted to do anyway. Mm-hmm. And so he let them do it. And the next thing you know, you find out the worst end of the stick. You find out you burned your hand. <laughs> Sometimes you might get away from with a small little blister. Sometimes you might turn around with a, you know, uh, a, th- a third degree burn. But you don't know. But it's like, you know, hey, we told you it was hot. But you still want to touch it. Because again, we were born in iniquity. We're born with a rebellious nature. So it's it's not like we chose to be, you know, it's just we're just born with that nature. True. See, I don't know how we got, you know, but, but it, it made for a really good analogy. Yeah. yeah. Or like this other analogy, like when Peter walks on water, mm-hmm. you know, he's focused on Jesus. Yeah, you know, everything's going good. But the moment he looked down and realized that, you know what? Um mm-hmm. he started sinking. It's like, but 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 wait, 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 hold up, wait, 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 wait. I'm going down here with the fishes. Come on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, you know, yeah, you I like don't that. Step into a lot the of quicksand. Yeah, a lot of people. Cause that's just like stepping in the quicksand. You're just getting sucked in as you go. Because you wanted to step on it because it was so pretty. And now it's sinking you down in a hole and somebody needs to do a rope. So you won't drown. But what if there's nobody there to throw you that rope, though? Or you don't, or there's somebody like, let's say Jesus is there to throw you that rope, but you're like, you know what? Anybody else? Like, any, well, you don't have somebody to, have to be mm-hmm. uh, picket. You either gonna let him throw you the rope, or you just gonna sink, and you gonna meet him when you go to meet him. What are you? Sh- you know what? Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if that was the announcement he was trying to get to with the water thing. Um, I'm not sure if that's where he, what, what direction he was going, but I kind of wanted to hear you to finish that thought, oh. um, Mr. Robinson, to finish that thought about the water. I mean, I, I got what you're saying with the quicksand, but I'm oh. not sure exactly that's what direction he was going with that statement about walking on the water. And then like, when you take it, when, you, when Peter took his eyes off, off Jesus and he started falling, mm-hmm. he started sinking, I, you know how... Like a lot, like how a lot of, like how a lot of us, to uh, even to this day, we got our eyes on Jesus. But you know, the moment, you know, the storm and all that start coming in, it's like uh, I'm, 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 I'm gonna go back to the boat. I want to stay, can I just sit in the boat. Right, fear, boat, anxiety. Yeah, fear, anxiety. It's a lot of stuff. You know, it it, it was the fact that he was he didn't realize. You know, again, 
He had enough to faith to step out. But the problem is, is we don't, do we have enough faith to continue? And that was the real challenge. Everybody kind of has faith when, you know, when you need to have it like right away. And it's like that right now faith, but it's that journey on the way. It's that continuing. It's that after the newness of being, you know, loved by God wears off and you start falling into stuff. It's that newness that goes away. It's, you know, it's, it's like, are you going to, are you going to be, are you going to have enough, uh, Faith to continue the journey. So when he stepped out in the water, it was good at first, but then again, the nervousness and the, the fear of failure, the fear of success, all that creeps in. And so that's what happens. It's like, uh oh, well, I was doing okay at first, and then I started to fall. And and I'm not gonna say it's okay, but that's but ultimately that's the problem. It's like, you know, we have enough faith to start, but we don't have enough faith to finish. And so it, it takes a lot more faith to finish mm-hmm. and to finish the race than to start one. Boom. I don't know what and I'm getting really close. As a little as a little kid, I'm trying to figure out how many how many doors is that when this message? <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. You asked for it. But uh um next question is gonna be. With the um, so with Peter, would you, if you got out of the boat, would you have the, would you would you trust your faith in God to walk to where Jesus is? If you were out in the middle of the Pacific, mm-hmm. would you get out that boat and walk towards Jesus, or would you look down? Right. If he, if, he, if he said, "Yep," if he gave me the instructions, my thing is, I would I would try. Exactly what he did. I would be bold enough to step out there. And if I knew not to look down, then I would do my best to keep walking forward. You know what I mean? Oh, I would do my best to walk forward. I would say, I wouldn't say I'd knock it out of the park, but you know, that's the whole thing is, is you just do the best you can and not be distracted because all it was was a distraction. So, so what about you, Marshall? Would you, would you get out of that boat? And walk me. <coughs> would you get out that boat and walk to Jesus if you was out in the middle yes. of the Pacific? Because my faith is in front of me. If I stay, if I keep my faith in front of me, I don't have time to look around. I look down, look, down. look around, look back. I don't want to look back because I'm taking a leap of faith. So, yeah, I would step out there, and I would step out on faith, there and back. Well, I don't know about the back part. I walked there by myself, but uh, hey, can can we walk back? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I'm not gonna lie. I'd be one of those. Um, it's a lot of water. I'm, okay. Take a couple deep breaths. You start feeling like that's when your anxiety kicks in. Maybe I shouldn't do this. All the things that'll make you not wanting to. Get ready, ready. <laughs> but I just want to pose that same question to the audience. If you were in Peter's situation and God told and Jesus was out there in the middle of the Pacific and he told you to get out of the boat and walk to him, would you? And and before we end this episode, yeah. Marshall, let the let, let the people out there know where they can fly. find you. At. <laughs> that can find me on Upline. <laughs> and the way you go, Upline. What about you? What about you, Pastor? Oh, people are doing Find me on Upline. Find me on Facebook under 40 Years Stevens. You can find me on Instagram. 
city under siege. Um, that, that I could be everywhere. TikTok, Revelation is here. Uh, there's a few of them. I'm, I'm a little bit of everywhere. And so, um, you know, I do have a, a, a you know YouTube channel as well. But yeah, for the most part, I try to streamline to one, you know, one of those outlets and then lead you to another one because I don't necessarily do all everything on all platforms. You know what I mean? Different platforms that do different things. So, yeah, yeah. if you want to find me, I can be found. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Well, Revelation, like we've been saying all episode or the second half of the episode, I'm getting ready to close. Would you you close this out in prayer? Uh, I sure will. I sure will. Uh, Father God, we just thank you for this opportunity to be in your presence again. Lord, I thank you for every person who is listening to this podcast and all of the sponsors and everyone who is involved. I hope this is a blessing to someone who might have turned a light on when it comes to their faith, when it comes to their trials, when it comes to their own relationships, godly or even business or personal relationships. Lord, I pray that the light is turned on if they are inspired to do something on a greater level. Lord God, we ask that you just help us soften our hearts so that we can hear from you clearly and be pleasing in your sight. Lord, we all need you. We all need your help. And we just thank you for the host. We thank you for the guests. And we just pray that the next time we come together, uh, that more people will join and be enlightened by such wonderful, wonderful information, all true and um uh, feasible, edible, and let's pray that, oh God, that your name be glorified in this day. Amen. 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 Y'all a wonderful audience, as always. Shout out to y'all, shout out to y'all for supporting the podcast. Through listeners, uh, through listeners, listener support. Y'all are the greatest audience ever. I say blessed. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you. Good night.